I am a celebrity stalker. Oh my God, I think we just pissed off John Stamos. If somebody fucking slips me a hundred, I will, I will give them your address. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Lux Edition. I'm Bill Seabold here, as always, with Mr. Casey Shearer. There's the exhale. There. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. You actually came up with a pretty good topic for today. This ties back into an episode. Remember uh, uh, the last time we spoke on. Uh, Movies that you might not have ever heard of. Right. Our last episode. Yep. I was there. I do remember it. <laughs> so actually, before we get into the topic, there are, there are a couple people. We got a few comments on that episode. And uh, one of them, uh, let's see, Michelle Hengewald, your friend. Yeah. She says the Giver was based off of an anime series of the same name. You, you had mentioned the Giver. Right. So, so she she's just chiming in and wanted to give us a little bit more color. Yeah. So is that what we're doing? Is this is this the segment of the show where we just talk about comments from other people? I was all ready to kick off into the main segment. <laughs> There's just a few more that people people are commenting that these are some other movies that yeah, right. have added on to. Uh, so there's two more. Uh, Michelle also says Repo the Genetic Opera was a good one. Okay, this, these are movies that she thinks most people don't know of. Right. She's right about that one. I can't believe I didn't think of that one. Do you know that one? No. Repo, uh, and the, it, is it Repo the Genetic Opera? Yeah. The guy that made that movie, it, it's kind of like a horror musical, made a whole series of really cool films. I know Michelle, I know her well, and I know she's a big fan of them, but that's that's a great one. I can't believe I missed that. Nice. Yeah. So then uh, also our J-Ray from uh, we're on the No Phony Podcast Network. J-Ray says uh, Gummo is a good one. Gummo. That's a um, Harvey Kareen, Har- uh, Harmony Kareen movie, isn't it? I have no idea. Do you know who he is? No. You want to see some fucked up movies? I think everything he's made is pretty fucked up. Really? Like in that like uh, John Waters type of realm. Like how did this ever actually get made? And is this porn? Like at the end of the day, you're not really sure when you're watching one of those movies. Gummo. Yeah, I forgot about Gummo. There's a few like kids was a big one. You never you never saw kids. I re- I remember a lot of people liking the movie kids, but it's one of those ones I just never got around to watching. This is that director continuing, you know, those type of movies. OK, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. That's a good one. Yeah. So uh, we got one more comment. It's not a movie or anything, but uh This is something that maybe people would uh, like to know. Someone, uh, Christian Carey, thinks that we're hilarious. Christian Carey? Who's that? I don't know. Some one of, uh, I guess, a fan. We have a fan, Bill. (laughs) We have a fan. Nice show. (laughs) Thank you, Christian. Pretty cool. So, uh, so then our episode that I came up with today, Bill usually comes up with the ideas to the show, but this ties into, uh, the same episode that we were talking about, Bill, you had brought up a movie with Robin Williams called one hour photo. Okay. Now I'm getting why you came up with this topic. All right. 
And then you you went on to say about how your partner at the at a the partner. race was. <laughs> Do not call him a partner. Coworker, I'll accept. Your friend. Coworker, I will accept. Your associate. <laughs> that I will also accept. All right. So you were saying about how he like kind of, you know, was not, you know, we don't know if he was following these people home or anything, but he was definitely thinking he was like sort of part of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stalkerish. Right, right. So, right. If you didn't hear the episode, basically, I worked at a photo lab and uh, I really, I've been thinking about this guy actually since we talked about this in that episode. Like, God, I hope he doesn't ever hear this because I'll have some explaining to do. But yeah, he was a guy I worked with and he had said to somebody, I remember it was nighttime. I was like, we're getting ready to go home. We were getting ready to close the store. She, this woman came in to pick up her film. Um, you know, it's a photo lab back in the day when we had film. And he says, you know, I really, uh, I enjoy seeing your family grow up. You've been coming here for a long time and, you know, I've seen your pictures and uh, it's really, and her face just went like, holy shit, you creeper. I didn't know anybody actually looked at these photos, but we were, you know, we had a, a, a photo lab where you manually had to print pictures and manually kind of checked them for quality, manually put them into an envelope, manually handed them to the customer. It wasn't, you know, computers weren't doing this. So today's episode is about celebrity stalkers. And when you came up with it, I was like, that's a killer idea. And I'm like, I'm going to bust his balls because how did he come up with that? Like there must be some dark, stalker side of Casey that made him come up with that. But no, well, I see you were inspired. It's, by the, it's all because of you. Ah, <laughs> no, actually your, your partner, your friend. Coworker. <laughs> yeah. It got, got me thinking about the whole stalking thing. Like celebrities make it so easy. Now, if you would like to stalk a celebrity, just follow their Instagram and you can pretty much find out what they do and where they go. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, wore no, this I don't, shirt. I've never tried. I've never actually <laughs> been that stalkerish. Tell me how all you done. have to do is just think about it. It's not like I'm a fucking stalker either, but I'm just saying if I would want to, it would be very easy. Well, you're one step closer to stalker than I am. You've thought of how to <laughs> find celebrities. Dude, we went and fucking stood in line and waited for Bruce Campbell. You and I both did that. Is that called stalking? If you're waiting in line to to get No, but if we wanted to do something to Bruce Campbell, it would be very fucking easy to do. Yeah, that's actually true. I guess that is true. Nobody was checking us for knives. I mean, we look like two geeks walking into the event. (laughs) And that is the case most of the time. But but there geeks could be killers, sure. And that, and that's the list that I'm going to get into here shortly. But so the whole reason I started a podcast was because of Kevin Smith. I don't know if you know the story, but no. I, I went to see him at uh, one of his shows and he just said, you know, anybody can start a podcast. So I, that's what I did. I started the, the podcast that we never mentioned. You know, I started that five years ago and have done multiple podcasts since. And now we're having a pretty good run at this. Yeah. But Kevin had a show on AMC called Comic Book Men that was on after Walking Dead, real late at night. So that's kind of how I got into Kevin and like found out about him. And I always saw the guys on the show wearing this shirt, T E S D. 
And I looked it up, and this was the very first podcast that I started listening to. Tell them Steve Dave. And it's Brian Quinn from uh, Impractical Jokers, and then uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC. Uh, he's, he's in all of Kevin Smith's movies. Ah, bad joke. Went flat. <laughs> so, Brian Johnson, the guy from Impractical Jokers, and who is Steve and Dave? Well, that's just something that Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith came up with. I don't know if you remember in Clerks uh, or one of the mall rats, I think, Walt Flanagan, the other member of uh, Tell Him Steve Dave, he was like, Tell Him Steve Dave. Tell Him Steve Dave. After they wouldn't let Brody into the store to get Stan Lee's <laughs> autograph. Right. Okay. The security guards. That was Brian Johnson and Walt Flanagan. Got it. And uh, they knew somebody named Steve Dave or like something. I forget the whole story, but but anyway, so they record this podcast at Kevin Smith's store in New Jersey. Right in the comic book store. Right in the comic book store. So like, I mean, I'm not stalking them, but I went to the fucking store and I was just like, hey, got my picture with them, you know, bought some shit and talked to them about the podcast and all that. Yeah. But like if I wanted to fucking do something mean to them or bad it's like they're every every celebrity now basically they you know where they are or you can find out where they are yeah well you're right i mean here's another thing we're not quite ready well we haven't talked about announcing this yet but there's something that we both have joined up with and that allowed us to be on imdb pro i can't believe that it's all there on imdb pro like some some people just have their phone numbers there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure I ever saw an address there, but you just want to call somebody. It's like sometimes <laughs> you might get them. Right. Yeah. Bill, Bill will sometimes say, Hey, contact this guy. And I'm like, I, I go on to IMDB pro and I'm like, it's just his phone number. What am I supposed to do? Just call him. <laughs> I guess. Wake him up in the middle of the night. Hey, you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> no, I'm sleeping. <laughs> But it's true. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Some of the information is right there. It's like they're, yeah. they're trusting you. When I was, uh, I spent a lot of time in, in um, California as much as I can. I love it out in LA. I love going through the old neighborhoods. And, you know, this is probably as stalkerish as I get. I've never gotten a Celebrity of the Stars map, but I have gone to look for things like Neverland and, uh, you know, the Playboy Mansion. And I got a little bit familiar with one of the neighborhoods. We're driving around. We're kind of like, oh, shit. And I look over and I, I saw a famous person mowing their lawn. And I was like, that's crazy to me. Uh, I remember in San Fran, too, I was, I was walking somewhere. Uh, just I like to walk areas. I like to you know check out different towns. And just started up a conversation with a guy. And I was definitely in a rich area. And I knew I was in a very rich area. I didn't recognize him. I don't think he was famous, but just a chatty older guy. And he's like, oh, do you know whose house we're standing in front of? And I said, no, he said, this is a uh, Robin Williams house. And it's like, but he had already passed on, but I'm standing right in front of his house. Like his door literally had no guard. It had no fence. It had no, you could, if you knew where it was, you could walk right up the Robin Williams, San Fran house and beautiful house, but it's not that guarded. Yeah. I would not want the celebrity lifestyle, man. Like the, the way, I know you're a photographer. I know you're a photographer, but I don't, I don't know. How do you feel about the paparazzi shit? Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's really a plague. And and I feel like we talked about this maybe in one episode, I've got a good friend who was really into that scene early on before it was a, uh, you know, before you saw like 9 million people trying to take pictures of Britney Spears, it was 
two or three people trying to take pictures of, you know, maybe Pamela Anderson or something, you know, like 10 years earlier, the paparazzi scene really changed in like a blink of an eye. And, um, it got grosser and grosser as he and I would hang out. And I'd oversee what these guys were doing. I would never have the guts to run up there, hey, take a picture. Hey, how are you doing, Brittany? Hey, da, 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 da. Like I couldn't be one of them guys, but I started to see it happen. And they were crazy. They would tip limo drivers. They would tip doormen in New York and figure out where these guys were when they were walking by. And sure as shit, like it was good information. Celebrity outside one time. It is. It really, you know what? I am a celebrity stalker because I remember standing outside one time for uh, somehow we knew Rod Stewart was going to walk out of a out of a building. And I, we stood there for hours waiting for Rod Stewart. I don't give that much of a shit about Rod Stewart, even when I was a kid. But Billy Joel walked by as we were standing there waiting for Rod Stewart. And we're kind of off to the side of the hotel door. <laughs> and Billy, Billy Joel comes up next to you. What? What are you guys doing? <laughs> pretty much. He pretty much like kind of excuse asked us to step aside so we could get past. And I remember we're paying attention to the front doors. We didn't want to miss, you know, Rod Stewart come out. And the limo driver who tipped us off about Rod Stewart kind of comes walking over and says, hey, that was Billy Joel. So we start running down the street. Billy Joel, Billy Joel, Billy Joel. And he turned around and we took pictures with him. He was so kind. He's like, well, I'm just going to get a bagel. You guys want a bagel? <laughs> yeah, we were smart enough to go, no, Mr. Joel. No, no, no. You know, but like, I kind of wish I'd said, yeah, you know, just to spend another five minutes with him. By the time we walked back, the limo was gone and Rod Stewart had already hopped in the car and split. <laughs> but like, this is the life we lead, dude. They really will hang out for hours and hours on a tip. They love it. It's crazy. And you are now part of this list. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess I was a, a stalker. I was a stalker. I mean, I've, I've had some funny things happen with them. Like, I remember... Oh my God. Wow. You're really jarring some things. Now that I'm remembering that I'm a stalker, like I remember going to Saturday night live. We used to love to go right after they uh, ended the show because they would all come down the elevator and come out the main floor. And sometimes there'd be a crowd there and sometimes there'd there'd be no crowd there. And I remember being there one time when, and they also had a secret door because Eric Clapton was the musical guest. And I was there to see Eric Clapton. I was like, I'm going to meet Eric Clapton. He's going to come out the door. And he came out a side door. But I remember meeting like David Spade and Norm MacDonald and Chris Elliott was part of the cast. Then. <laughs> and, uh, the big guy who died. Uh, so Chris Farley. Again, Chris Farley. Like he was there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I am a fucking celebrity star. <laughs> I, I have photos <laughs> from that time. And I remember doing it a second time when Tori Amos was a guest or she was she was uh, visiting or something. Tori Amos. I don't know if you know who she is. She's like a yeah, of course. 90 singer. Maybe. Yeah. yeah pretty good artist and she was walking down they have these like three steps right there in the rainbow uh, room that it's like if you're crowded by people you're gonna miss the step and she stumbled and she like pretty much landed on me and i propped her up so she didn't fall down and that was like crazy like just seeing how she couldn't get through a crowd and she wasn't the biggest deal like she had a hit and it was still like three years later but that crowd in that saturday night live hallway was getting really out of control by the end I can't imagine what it's like now. Do you think that did they base the movie The Bodyguard on you carrying Tori Amos out of out of there? It was me. It was absolutely me. One day, I'll tell you another fucking story now that you're unlocking the 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 treasure trove of bullshit here. I remember um with my buddy who I, I almost said his name. <laughs> he doesn't want his name associated with this. But with my buddy, we <laughs> this is a good one. All right. So we were uh we were standing outside the Paramount 
All right. The Paramount Hotel. And as we walked by, we saw two limos uh, holding a sign. One said Gene, one said Paul. And we go, kiss. It's kiss. It's got to be. Who else is Gene and Paul? And we look in the lobby and there's Gene and Paul and they're checking out. And uh, we're, we're standing there. We pull our index cards out because we're, oh, we're actually a huge Kiss fan. This is going to be amazing. And as we're sitting there waiting outside of the Paramount, a dude comes walking across the street and he takes our index card and starts signing his name. My buddy is terrible with faces and I've always had that gift. I knew right away it was John Stamos. And John thought we were there waiting for his autograph. And John took our index cards. And I remember it was raining. He looks, he's like, hey, what's up, guys? Right. And we're like, hey, John Stamos, like, don't take up all the space on that index card because, we're, you know, we're, we're looking to get somebody's autograph here. And he got it. Like, he kind of looked around. He saw the signs being held. He kind of looked inside, like he knew we weren't there for him. All of a sudden it clicked after he had signed it. And uh, he goes, who are you waiting for? We're like, kiss, kiss is inside. And he goes, well, tell Gene and Paul. I said, hi. And he kind of just like walked in angry. And I was like, oh, my God, I think we just pissed off John Stamos. It was still cool to meet John Stamos, but. Yeah, that's the kind of weird stalker shit that that I could tell you stories about. Uh, just a random question: uh, Why did were you carrying blank rent? Uh, <laughs> index goes. index goes. That's how he did it back in the day. Because the idea was it, eBay was pretty new, right? eBay was pretty new, but we knew that if we got these index cards signed, we could sell the index cards. Uh, you know, like with a poster frame you were a celebrity stalker i was yeah no not me because i didn't really partake like i'd get an autograph and i'm like oh cool and pocket it (laughs) i wasn't selling the shit on ebay that that was my friends they were doing that (laughs) i'd like to see some of those uh cards sometime well i can show you the photos the cards i think are long gone i still have the photos very cool with me and adam sandler (laughs) one with me and freddy krueger he was for some reason at uh Saturday Night Live that day, like I'm like you're Robert England. He comes out, and I have no idea why Robert England was at Saturday Night Live, but he came out the elevator with everyone else at at one in the morning. Maybe a cameo, yeah, maybe cameo appearance. Could have been. That's crazy, dude. Totally I can't believe you. I have to put. I can't believe I have to put you on this list now. Wow, you opened up a whole part of my life that I almost forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the movie? I think it's called the fan and I, I there's a couple movies called the fan but this one i'm talking, talking about, about the one with robert de niro no talking no. about the newer one directed by the guy fred durst from limp biscuit shut up uh, yeah like i should stop there <laughs> you know this movie sucks but it's got john travolta in it john travolta plays a celebrity stalker and it's a great movie by our standards it's a terrible movie by most people's standards <laughs> But it's that story of, you know, he basically hopped the fence and he walks up to the celeb and he's like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. And therefore, you, you're clearly going to like me. And, you know, we should hang out. And the guy's like, get the fuck out of my house. And it was like, you know, kind of ugly. And it's got a it's, it's fucked up. It's a fucked up movie. But you're right. I mean, if fiction is ever real, like it's not hard to hop the fence. And then suddenly you're in, you know, the backyard of a celebrity who's got kids running around. It's scary. Very scary, man. And we're going to get into this list right now, and you're going to see how fucking scary it is. All right. How many you got? So I got, uh, I don't know, 10 maybe. All right. So we'll start with a local celebrity here. Well, she's went on to giant stardom, but she's from our area, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Dude, The I mean, this is just one of the more famous ones that 
happened to her, but it's endless. The the amount of shit that people do to her and write to her, it's insane. So this dude, uh, Frank Edward Hoover, he was sending letters to Scott Swift, Taylor's father, promising to kill their entire family, uh, claiming that he was the real son of God and that the Swifts were the evil family of devils and wrote, this article is not a joke, and this is why God is going to burn you in the desert. So Hoover was arrested in 2016 after allegedly following Swift and her family to a concert venue or from a concert venue to the airport uh, where they were allegedly scheduled to board a flight. He got as close to 50 feet from her car before her bodyguard stopped and questioned him, which at that point, he said he would like to get a photo with Taylor and possibly accompany her wherever she goes. A judge then sentenced him to 10 years of probation. And uh, unfortunately for Taylor, though, that's not that's not all like it. This happens to her constantly. That's rough. Like you, you think they're getting crazy letters and stuff like that. But she was, he was pretty close to her. Very close. Who's that guy who killed? Um, are you talking about the Lennon? John Lennon? Oh, yeah. That's all. That's that's in the list. Like, that shit's real. That could have yeah. been a John Lennon situation. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that one, Joe, since you, since you brought that up. December 8th, 1980, John Lennon was murdered by uh, Mark David Chapman outside of uh, his res- residence in New York City at the Dakota. So this fucking this nut job, Mark David Chapman, who I think he's still he's still alive. He was pissed off at John Lennon. The reason he killed John Lennon was uh, he was angered by his lifestyle and his public statements, especially the much publicized remark about how the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. Yeah, I couldn't let that one go. Just let it go. Who cares? Yeah, well, don't fucking kill the guy. He's uh he's a little in the head. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, the guy. Uh, yeah, man, that's dark shit. These aren't going to get darker than this, right? Oh, the, <laughs> you would think not. So this we're going back. So I have a list of they actually go that that is that was at the top of the list. But since you mentioned it, I yeah brought it down. So we're going to start. We're going to start down at the lower level and then take it back up to the fucking crazy. Oh, show. All right. So uh, Kira Knightley, you know who she is? I do. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. So a man named Mark Revel is alleged to have terrorized her and her husband and their two year old daughter in 2017, delivering handwritten letters to the family's home and tweeting out several threats on one memorable occasion. Revel showed up at their home and meowed through the letterbox, prompting the husband to literally chase him away. So like you said earlier, fucking just went right up to their door, man, found out where they lived and went up and started meowing. The husband should have come out with a hose and just like sprayed him right through the fucking like a cat (laughs) (laughs) with a water bottle. Out of here, cat. So uh, this fucking nut job, he claimed to be in love with her and wanted to show her his music. Uh, but according to a vic- victim impact statement read in court, his actions left the actress feeling scared every time uh, that she left her house. He's been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and 
he's being held in a psychiatric hospital indefinitely. And egotism. I mean, he really thought his music was that good that he had to get at the cure. Like she's going to hear this music and it's just going to change her life. And she's going to realize she's going to realize she was born for me. Like, like what the fuck goes on in, in people's heads? And, and how do you even identify that? You know, how do you, how do you know when somebody's going to be a celebrity stalker? I mean, did they give the clues away? Like their bedroom is, is completely uh, littered with uh, pictures of the celebrity on the wall and like, you know, strings and tacks, you know, strings and tacks, like, you know, they're plotting where they're going to be or, or they just, you know, they kind of keep it to themselves. And then one day they're like, today's the day I'm going to go be a nut. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Dr. So, Casey, I need the answer. I'm let me scared. ask you this. So we already know that you would wait for people's autographs. <laughs> As people can see from your background, you are a musician. I actually, that's how we became friends. I, I actually would book your band called The Herd years ago. Right. Going back at least 10 years ago, right? You write your own music, right? Right. Have you, ever, this case. <laughs> have you ever reached out <laughs> to another musician and said, someone more famous and said, Check out my stuff. No, I haven't done that. Okay. No, I've never done that. I, I would have not had the guts to do that. The exact same story that I was telling you where we met the guy from Kiss, my friend gave him his cassette tape. And he, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like Gene Simmons had had some uh, history like uh, with Van Halen, like Gene Simmons did kind of get bands their first, you know, start. So my buddy's like, give him, he gives him the tape and Gene Simmons. I don't know if you know how, how this guy talks. He's like, uh, I always said his name again. I always said my friend's name again. Let's just say it's 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 Fred. Fred. Now listen, I'll eventually give this tape a listen, but please don't contact me. Please don't look for me. Please don't send me letters. If I like it, I'll find you. Okay, Fred. And my buddy looked at him and went, uh, uh, "Okay." Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, we were not going to go anywhere near. And uh, I remember standing out. Uh, God, you're bringing back some memories. I remember standing out there and a guy walked up to me and goes, yeah, are you Gene Simmons bodyguard? Can I get an interview? Or can I get a, an autograph? Like somebody thought I was Gene Simmons bodyguard. Maybe, just because you were me, talking to him? I was standing there looking, you know, like tough. I'm like a tough guy. <laughs> Could you imagine? Was this Phil's long hair days? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I had my long hair. <laughs> I would have never thought you were a fucking bodyguard. No, I wasn't. I was little skinny, you know, five foot nine, five foot ten. I'm no taller than that. Just standing there. Yeah, I'm not a bodyguard. No. Gene Simmons is, is like 10 times bigger than me. I mean, he was his own bodyguard if I was a bodyguard. Is that true about Gene Simmons that he he's actually like taking people's tapes that they've given him like and he's made them su superstars? It's happened. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's made them superstars. I'm sure he's a, you know, when you're when you're a big deal in, in any business, the people you network to other people, you know, the people you connect. The, the bigger you are, the the more that connection you know matters. So yeah. I'm sure he's got a lot of influence. I've always thought Gene Simmons was an asshole, but you might Don't call me. Don't contact me. Don't look for my number on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to email him later today. <clears throat> All right. So uh, number three on my list, Justin Bieber. Do you have the fever? I got. I'm a believer. You're a believer. I'm a believer. Nice. 
Bieber was on a uh, fight last night. Jake Paul. Well, last Friday, last Saturday night. <laughs> What's that? The celebrity boxing match. What was that? <laughs> uh, Jake Paul fought uh, Ben. Jake, Paul? Jake Paul's a YouTuber. Oh. Him and his brother, Logan Paul. And he's now a boxer. And he knocked Ben Askren out in less than two minutes. Who's Ben Askren? He's an old YouTuber. He's an old, uh, no, he's an old, uh, he's, well, not old. He's 36, but he was a UFC fighter and not a boxer. (laughs) Not a boxer. He got knocked the fuck out by the YouTuber. Oh, that's shameful. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the fight? Yeah. Yeah, I lost. Oh, who'd you fight? (laughs) Fucking YouTuber. Dude. I would I would fight Jake Paul for as much money as that fucking dude got last night. Him and his wife, after fucking less than two minutes, he got five hundred thousand dollars, and they were all smiles. No, uh, yeah, I'd be like just stand there with my chin out, like come on, get this over with. <laughs> all right, so the Bieber fever, everybody's got it. Uh, one of the most disturbing stalking plots of 2012 was a man came up with a plan to kidnap and mutilate Justin Bieber. Dana Martin, convicted felon serving life in New Mexico for rape and murder, conspired with former inmate Mark Stack and Stack's nephew Tanner Rune to kidnap Bieber while he was in New York City for high-profile performances. The trio planned to kill four people, two of the individuals that Martin knew, Bieber's bodyguard, and then finally Bieber himself. And so the reason for the whole thing was that Justin never returned any of his letters. Mm. You know, he never returned any mine either. He was planning to pay $2,500 for each of Bieber's testicles. What? Wait yeah. a minute. Why? Wow. What was he? He was going to make like little Bieber, like an army of Bieber's with the spermies. Bieber balls. He wanted Bieber balls. He to wanted Bieber, Bieber clones. Balls. Well, I guess you don't need to. You got the the testes. You don't need to you just make. I'm not sure Bieber. how he got caught. That's not in the. Uh, it's not in the little list here that I have. Of what else could you want the balls for? What, what would you want the balls for? I don't know. Maybe they taste good. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Bieber's balls taste good. Oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> to this guy, not. I mean, maybe he thought they would have tasted good. He wanted to fucking. I don't know. Wow, I can't. Even Didn't you ever see a- Funny Farm? Yes. Remember when he's eating all the balls? But that's a big leap. <laughs> and you came up with that on your own. Jesus. <laughs> all right. Number four. A Florida man was sentenced to one year in prison in October after allegedly stalking singer Lana Del Rey and making disturbing Facebook posts suggesting that he was planning to kidnap her after one of her concerts. Michael Hunt. He was 43 at bullshit. the time of his arrest. I call bullshit on Mr. Hunt. Mr. Mike, <laughs> Michael Sean Hunt. Uh-huh. And his associate, <laughs> Ben Dover. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wrote, uh, in one of his posts, he wrote, I love you so much, Lana. I can't wait to be back in your arms after a few days. 
this will probably be my last post on Facebook. I hope to see you all walk in your life. Be good. I'll see you on the other side. Apparently, police arrested Hunt before he could reach Lana Del Rey, but he was only a few hundred feet away from her at the venue. Oh, man. Uh, he had a three-inch folding knife on his person. Uh, he agreed to a plea deal, pleaded no contest to a stalking charge, sentenced to one year in prison for exchange uh, for the dropping of the weapons charges. That's it. That's it. Now he's I back guess. on the street. Well, I hope that somebody got him some mental health help, but oof, that is scary. It's crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. So uh, we're going to get into some of the uh, the more crazy ones here now. How about Dimebag Daryl? Yeah, I know that story. The old guitar player, Pantera. Yeah. So uh, Dimebag Daryl Abbott was murdered along with three other people. Uh, a young fan uh, named Nathan Gale was upset that Pantera broke up and he blamed it all on Dimebag. Did he walk on the stage? I think I remember he walked up on the stage and just kind of executed him in front of everybody. Yep. Was he a stalker though? I guess, you know, this wasn't, this is premeditated then, you know, he didn't young- it right there in the crowd that this was the day he was going to do it. He went there prepared. A young fan obsessed with heavy metal and Pantera. Yeah. I mean, he's a great guitar player, too. Like, sometimes those metal guys are polarizing. It's like, you know, they're metal. I'm not into metal, so I can't listen to him. But he's an amazing guitar player. Whether you like metal or not, just the the appreciation of the instrument. He's a a really amazing guitar player. And that's a real shame. Because there's still tons of terrible guitar players out there. But nobody's shooting them. They shot him. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't shoot anyone, no matter whether they're a bad guitar player or, or a good one. But you really shouldn't shoot the good ones. Just don't kill anybody. That's, you know, unless they're a piece of shit, you know, unless they're <laughs> fucking like raping kids and stuff, then, then you know, kill them. Yeah. But, but if you had to kill a guitar player, don't kill them. <laughs> All right. Here's another dark one, man. I'm sorry they're going so dark here, but... The voice singer Christina Grimey, I, th- I believe, I hope that's how you say her name, gunman Kevin James Lobel, 27, of Peter's, St. Petersburg, had two handguns, loaded magazines, and a ha- hunting knife, and went to her concert and murdered her. And murdered her? Wait a minute. This one got through? This one got through, bud. How did he, mur- how did he find her? Like, how did he get access to her? Grimy and her band were signing autographs and selling merchandise after their show. Uh, he walked up to her and shot her. Yeah. Then uh, he fatally shot himself right after her brother tackled him to the ground. I think that, yeah, well, you know, if your star isn't as shiny, you have less of an entourage. You have less of a buffer to keep you, you know, safer from the, the crazy people. And you said yeah. she was American Idol. The voice, the voice rather. Yes. And yeah. That shit was huge. So like yeah. even probably a few years after she was a few years ago, like people remember those, yeah, those performers, they are, Dude, I mean, deals for <clears throat> brief periods, but they become huge stars. Yeah. And she's just there, you know, selling her own merchandise. And I mean, that's the way it is for like up and coming stars, even like, even for, you know, Joey Diaz, like, you know, I always talk about Joey Diaz, the comedian that I like. I went to his show down in uh, in Philly at the the one uh, Parks Casino. He stood there and out after his show, 
he stood in the casino and took a picture with every single person that was at the show that wanted a picture with him. Yeah. That's if somebody mean. didn't like what he said or offended somebody or wanted, wanted to fucking do something, they could have easily went out to their car and fucking got a gun, got a knife, whatever, just fucking come in. You know what I mean? Or it was preventative maintenance. It's like, let me get stabbed here so it doesn't have to get me later. Like, let me just get it out of the way. <laughs> the more you think about it, they, they, everyone is so accessible now. Not me. I, have, I know. I know where you live. I have five gates. <laughs> Password each gate is very encrypted. It's got like those those retina scanners and gate one, fingerprint gate two, DNA tester and gate three. You know, you ain't getting anywhere near the eye reader. <laughs> All right, here's another one, bud. Hate to do this to you, Colombian soccer star Andres Escobar. Have you ever heard of this one? No. 1994, he scored a goal on his own team by accident. The fans were not happy. His the whole fan base stalked him. I bet he was he was yeah he was murdered after mm. that. It was a World Cup. It was a World Cup uh, game. Yeah, some countries take that shit way serious, dude. Colombia, you think? <laughs> I saw how Philadelphia got after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I couldn't imagine. If they had lost that Super Bowl this time, I think we would have had the same sort of story here. It's fucking crazy, man. I don't have anything else to say about that one. All right, so I got two more here, bud. And uh, this is from 1982, and this actually sort of raised the awareness on celebrity stalking. It was uh, actress Teresa Saldana. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. She was in the movies Defiance and Raging Bull. I don't know this one. Her deranged fan was a Scottish man named Arthur Richard Jackson. He waited for her outside of her West Hollywood apartment. When she appeared, he walked right up to her. Uh, He said, excuse me, are you Teresa Saldana? Yes. Uh, He began stabbing her with a hunting knife. He then he stabbed and slashed her. So hard and so often that the knife bent. Oh my God. This is horrible. I'm never yeah. going to want to sleep again. You're, you're ruining my life with this dark shit. Hey, man, we have to bring a little, uh, little, this is it's, the dark, the dark side of pop culture, my brother. <laughs> All right, we got one more. So that one was 1982. It raised the awareness. Of celebrity stalking. 1982. I want you to remember that. 1982. 1989. Sitcom actress Rebecca Schaefer is murdered outside of her home by Robert John Bardo, a mentally unstable man who had been stalking her. And it's pretty much the same thing. He just uh, walked up to her house and uh, shot and killed her. Yeah, that was the big one. I knew that was going to be on your list. That's your that's your number one. That's the number one. So that 1982, the one previous that raised the awareness of celebrity stalking. This made celebrities made stalking a crime prior to 1989. Stalking was not a crime. Was it a crime? Dude, that's that's 
I was nine at the time. How old were you? That's fucking in our lifetime, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember what had happened. I remember it was big news. I, I can't remember the show she was on. Was it My Two Dads or something like that? No. What was the show? The show she was, on? was My Sister Sam. My Sister Sam. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a huge, huge, huge story. That was big. And I, I forgot all about it until you, uh, I just knew you were heading to it. I was like, wait a minute. There was a big one in the 80s. That's right. Rebecca Schaefer. Shit, man. It, it, maybe it's not good to be a celebrity. Maybe you think like, I'm going to be famous and I'm going to have so much money and so much power and influence and I can do whatever I want. Well, here's the other side of that. Like people want what you have. People yeah. want to, you know, you got a target on your back when you're, when you're that big. Dude, like when I hear about like there was a there was an incident with Alec Baldwin a few years ago when I think he was being harassed, right? About shit in the street. Yeah. Like I don't blame the fuck I don't blame them for getting upset and pissed off. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to live their life and they're constantly being fucking harassed, you know? Yeah. Well, I, used to, I mean, I thought I used to think like if you're gonna get into this business, there's certain things that come with it. One is some people have a, a crazy obsession with fame. Like I think we're have a healthy obsession with celebrity culture and stuff like that. Like I've seen celebrities in, in person. I didn't walk up to them. You know, I'm okay to let people live their lives and just go, I admire what you do on TV. I don't right. have to know you, but yeah, there's something in some people. They have to get close to the people that, that they admire so much on, yeah. on TV. It wasn't half the time. They don't know anything about these people in real life. They're not right. who they pretend to be on TV. Like you and I, we both admire celebrities and stuff and we will, we'll, we'll go to conventions, get our picture and stuff, but we give them money to do, you know, cause we appreciate what they do. And we, you know, we've been, I mean, that's the way I feel about it. You know what I mean? We've been getting entertained by these people for our life. You know what I mean? So what's, what's 60 bucks for a picture and a, yeah, sure. I mean, they probably made enough money. They don't need her 60 bucks. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, well, do they, Bill? Still the Do they not, still would they be doing these fucking conventions if they didn't need the money? <laughs> good point. Yeah, good point. Because if I had that much money, there's no fucking way I would be. <laughs> if I had the money that you think these celebrities have, I wouldn't be coming out of my house to fucking take pictures and sign, sign autographs. Oh, really? Creepy fans. Oh, that's terrible of you. <laughs> That's terrible, you. I hope, I hope you never get famous. You're on your way. Our big announcement. <laughs> All right. Should we make the announcement? Cool. Huh? Should we make the announcement, the guest announcement? I know we announced we announced the guest, uh, Dean Cameron. He will be next week's guest. Our uh, interview with Dean got pushed back. It's supposed to be April 2nd. We will be recording with Dean immediately following this. And uh, should we should we do it? No. No, not yet. All right. All right. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> It'll be a surprise, but we have another, uh, another two guests lined up. The one we can announce, uh, our buddy, uh, Gregory Scott Cummins, Luther from always sunny in Philadelphia. He was max dad. And, uh, in a bunch of movies that I love, uh, hack lantern blood games, action USA. He's in a show called Bosch. His, his character is named crate in that. Fucking great dude, man. He, you know, he was a punter in the NFL. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed Action USA. I, I don't know what the deal with that movie is because you've been bringing it up and saying, go look at it. And 
I finally did. And I saw it came out like just now, but it's made from, it was made in 89. So I don't understand where it's been. Why? It's yeah. We're going to, we're going to find all that. We're going to figure all that out in a few weeks from uh, Gregory. I actually thought it was like new made to look old. And I was like, cause I'm not familiar with the actor. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, no, this is actually a young version of the actor. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, yeah, next week uh, we're, we'll lighten things up. Like I said, with Dean Cameron, this was a, this was a little dark, but we sometimes you have to go there. The dark side. We'll call this episode the dark side of pop culture. Yeah, that is a dark side. There's probably other dark sides we should explore. Oh yeah, I'll handle that on my li- on my end. I'll put that on the list. All right, <laughs> you're the sicko. I mean, you you came up with this one. I might be an actual stalker, but I forgot it. So because I forgot it, I'm harmless now. I'll let it slide. All right. All right. All right, buddy. Well, I'll see you next week then, right? All right. You got it. Bye, Casey. Bye-bye. Ugh. Dude, it's wow. fucking. I mean, are you gonna? I just want to ask you right now before we continue. Are you gonna be able to handle the fame of being stalked? Like once this shit blows up, because <laughs> if somebody fucking slips me a hundred, I will, I will give them your address. Oh, you for a <laughs> hundred? That's what I'm worth. <laughs>